Hello and welcome back to Bad Movie Sunday. I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. And we also have a very special guest on this episode of the podcast, Chantel. Hi, everyone. It's been a minute since we've had a guest on the podcast because of uh, Miss Rona. <laughs> um, Amy and I have been doing most of the our recent episodes, just the two of us. But today, Chant- we have Chantel with us. Chantel was the first guest I think we had on the podcast ever. <laughs> yeah, one of the first, because we released the first three episodes on the same day, and one of them was Zombies, which we all did together. That's crazy. That feels like a million years ago. Really. I know. <laughs> We're starting out. This is season three for us. This is our third year. Um, every year we kind of have a theme going on with our podcast. So season one was our roasting season. We did a lot of roasting. Season two, we did a lot of toasting. Season three, uh, 2021, have a lot of fun. That's our catchphrase this year. So we're having a lot of fun with the movies that we're choosing. And Chantal actually brought this movie to my attention. And we kind of knew that we had to do it on the podcast. It's the KFC mini movie um a recipe for seduction so Chantal how did you even come across this I have to say I don't remember I think just because how crazy these past I guess a year has been I guess I'm not surprised that maybe it just like popped up on my um, YouTube recommendations but like the moment I saw the thumbnail I was like that's the one I just know it (laughs) Yeah, well, thank you, because I don't know about you guys, but this is um, legitimately one of the funnest movies ever, I think. So I'm glad we brought this on to our our fun season. Yeah, this, I mean, (laughs) of all the things that happened last year, I mean, there might as well have been a KFC romance movie. KFC is just, like, so good at marketing. What I think it was like two years ago or something like that, they had the KFC video game that was like a, a romance sim, a dating sim, and now they've released this romance movie. KFC is uh, really coming for the Valentine's Day brand. Yeah, and Ashley and I actually played the game, and I hate to say it, but it was kind of fun. It was pretty fun, not going to lie. I I liked it maybe more than Dream Daddy, maybe more than other Sims like that, uh, because it was so wild. The characters were so, like, weird. There was, like, that robot oven or something, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. It was, like, like a you, surprisingly good game. Did you guys have to, like, date Colonel Sanders, or was there, like, like just, like, a bunch of different people to choose from? No, the only person you could date was Colonel Sanders, <laughs> but you had to win his affection and then eventually he would like give you his chicken recipe or something i don't remember but we won over his heart in the end yeah that's great to hear um i think their brand is every marketing campaign that they have uh colonel sanders one has to be sexy and two he has to mention his secret recipe like 50 times (laughs) yeah okay the thing the KFC restaurant brand, right? If you see, like, the logo of the restaurant brand, it's like this old, crusty man, right? Like, we can all agree. But it's just like a like an old, friendly grandpa man. So it is not the first brand I would think of when someone said that they were going to have a dating sim slash romance movie, But, I mean, it has worked very well for them. (laughs) They have built up Colonel Sanders to be this, like, sex icon, should I say? (laughs) Macho man? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's exactly the way they want us to describe him. Uh, Crusty old Colonel is over, hot sexy Colonel is in, and um, there's plenty of hot, sexy kernel in A Recipe for Seduction, our KFC mini-movie that we're covering today. If you're new to the podcast, we are Bad Movie Sunday. We watch bad movies so you don't have to. We roast them. We toast them. 
and we have a lot of fun and we're gonna have so much fun on today's episode talking about a recipe for seduction what can we like we haven't even mentioned the name when i was looking for this movie i just typed kfc movie only to find out that the title was a recipe for seduction that is just the most romantic like sultry it's the perfect title yeah, sultry or salty, like that KFC chicken. Oh my god. <laughs> it, it, I think it really fits into um, Colonel Sanders giving you his uh, quote-unquote recipe, his secret recipe. That really fits into the title, I think. Yeah, we can uh, get into his apron and steal that secret recipe. <laughs> so if anyone here has not heard of a recipe for seduction, the most seductive recipe ever... I do have a little summary here from IMDb because, yes, this 15-minute movie has an IMDb page and also a Wikipedia page. So the IMDb summary goes, Colonel Harlan Sanders has a steamy and savory love affair with a young heiress who must choose between her young chef with a dream of fried chicken glory and a wealthy, duplicitous suitor handpicked by her mother. Wow, that is such a wild summary for, I mean, we've, for those of you who haven't watched this, which if you haven't, what are you doing? (laughs) This is a mini movie. It is only, what, 15, 16 minutes? It's crazy short. Yeah, 15 minutes, uh, the best 15 minutes you'll ever see in a movie ever also it's on youtube it's on the kfc youtube and also it's a lifetime movie so it's on the uh lifetime channel so you can find it on either i was also going through the kfc youtube last night and i don't know if we should mention this now this is a short movie so we'll we'll be able to cover it like probably in a very short amount of time and in the meantime, though, KFC's marketing, can we just talk about their marketing, not even about, you know, the video game or this movie? Um, so I've asked Ashley and Chantel both not to look past the first page of our little um, note doc here. But now I think it's time. You can move past the second because that's just IMDb reviews. But please uh, avert your attention to the third page, if you will of (laughs) my notes where you will see what I found on the KFC YouTube, which is one of many things, right, that I found is a few karaoke videos about uh, chicken, about songs about chicken that they have made for no reason. They were not in this movie whatsoever. Um, They made them two years ago, by the way. And let me just hit you with some of these titles. Oh my god. So we, <laughs> we got KFC always thinking about chicken. Right? They got the instrumental version and the extra crispy version. <laughs> then, <laughs> I think they have both versions for all these songs. Then they got Tender Love. Oh. Um, <laughs> which is, which is uh, also, it sounds very romantic. They got Flavor, Three Ways. Wow. And uh, possibly my favorite, don't eat all the gravy again. Now, this is perfect, (laughs) I think, to play at Thanksgiving when you got those greedy aunts and uncles gobbling down that gravy. They do have the instrumental version. I think they also have the extra crispy version in case you need uh, an extra crispy reminder. Oh, my God. Amy, have you listened to these songs? Are they good songs? I have, and let me tell you, I don't remember a single thing about them. So, I don't know if I call them good. They do have lyrics. These are, again, karaoke versions. So, they have the little ball that bounces over the lyrics, like when you do, like, a Disney karaoke kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, if you guys have, you know, an extra 10 minutes out of your day, you can listen to four of these just incredible kfc karaoke songs about chicken wow i really need popeyes to like step up their game now (laughs) really (laughs) i haven't had kfc in so long and now that's totally making me rethink about it i should definitely try kfc soon definitely it's working advertising is working (laughs) (laughs) i have okay 
the, the first title that you mentioned in these songs, Always Thinking About Chicken, right? <laughs> first of all, relatable. Also, I don't know if I've said this story before. When I graduated from university, right, because of uh, Miss Rona, I was going to have like a graduation showcase, which obviously couldn't happen because you couldn't have gatherings of people. So instead, my graduating class just made a website and just like showcased our stuff on the website. And on our profile for the website, because we had our portfolio pieces, we had all the stuff that we did. And we also had like a little profile, just a little, little quick, a couple questions just to talk about ourselves, who we are as people, as graduates. And some of the que- they were like, oh, like, what's your favorite movie, favorite song right now? And then they asked, <laughs> one of the questions was, what is your favorite tool? I think they meant, like, do you like Photoshop or Illustrator or, I don't know, the printing press? I don't <laughs> What's your favorite just general um, tool that you use in your work? Now, me, having read the question at about 2 a.m. the night before it was supposed to be submitted, read it as, what's your favorite food? I submitted my answer for the question, what is your favorite tool, as (laughs) chicken, chicken, and more chicken. And I only found out that it really said, what's your favorite tool, when uh, I got about 100 texts the next day when the website was released, people asking me, hey, Ash, what does that mean? (laughs) What do you mean your favorite tool is chicken? So I rushed to the website and was horrified to find that the people that I had submitted my answers to... I guess just either didn't read my answers or, like, didn't care. (laughs) It was like, yeah, her favorite tool is chicken. Put it up. Put her up, bro. (laughs) And it's still on on my website. Um, So I guess my favorite tool is chicken. And you know what? KFC was right in their song that I guess I am always thinking about chicken. Wow, that's... You should tell KFC that story. Maybe they'll send you a, a bucket of fried chicken or like their EP on a, on a CD. Or if you will kindly avert your eyes to the next thing that I have on that page. I don't know how many people know this, but KFC did a, a collaboration that is probably the greatest collaboration of the century. Um, KFC Crocs. <laughs> I'm looking at this picture on the dock right now, and I am at a loss for words right now. Not only, let me paint you a picture with my greasy chicken fingers. (laughs) Not only are these uh, Crocs with a chicken textured image wrapped on it, they also have Y'all ever have Crocs as a kid? And there were those little, like, uh, button things or whatever that you could stick into the holes of the Crocs. They just got these, like, massive, like, four or five inch, <laughs> like, pieces of plastic chicken that you attach to these Crocs. Yeah. I didn't even notice that at first. I, I thought it was just, like, the whole image of the Crocs. And now I see these two little chicken tenders on his shoes. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, Colonel Sanders himself can send you a pair of those so you can wear those while you work with your chicken tool. Then chicken really will be my... Oh my gosh, do you think if KFC starts making, like... Hang on, could y'all imagine a KFC and Staples collab? <laughs> Chicken scented uh, uh, staplers. Chicken flavored pencils. Well, I don't know if you want to lick those, but. <laughs> what about what about Bath and Body Works? Oh my god, Bath and Body Works, Chantel, <laughs> you're so smart. <laughs> then chicken really would be my favorite tool. I'd be using those all day. <laughs> you could, if, if you want to do that staples collab, you could have those erasers with the scent. You know what I mean? 
Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this out of my mind now. I feel like that would be so popular with like middle school kids because I remember having the scented erasers all the time when I was little. It would be popular with me, a 23 year old. <laughs> <laughs> now, guys, if you think it can't get any stranger than, than a collaboration with Crocs, Let's move on to the next page. And I'm not even going to talk about the KFC novella right now. I want to I wanna skip over that for now. We're going to get back to that. Let's talk about the KFC console, or the KF console, um, if you will. I, now, I, 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 I gotta interrupt there real quick, Amy. I, when you say console, I hope to God, I pray to the chicken gods that you're talking about a video game console that you can play the 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 karaoke was one thing right the crocs so wild another a video game console sponsored by kfc could you imagine playing the kfc game on that console that's what I was thinking. And not only is it sponsored by KFC, it is made, it is produced by KFC. So let me just read you a little excerpt from this BBC.com article about it that I found. So fast food chain KFC is launching a gaming console that, sorry, that doesn't just play games, that warms up chicken. It, it has... It has a little thing that, that you can put your chicken in and warm it as you play. So this is a quote. The chicken chamber will keep its contents hot, ready for consumption during intense gaming sessions, KFC said. The company said the console was designed by a global hardware maker and could play top-level games like other gaming machines. Many people thought the gaming console was a spoof marketing campaign when it was revealed in June. KFC said it's not, by the way. Uh, KFC said its new console had a custom-built cooling system that uses heat produced by its components to warm the chicken chamber. And this is another quote. Uh, so start quote. This machine is capable of running games at top-level specs, all on top of keeping your meal warm for you to enjoy during your gaming experience. What's not to like? End quote. And then, again, another quote. If Sony or Microsoft want any tips on how to engineer a chicken chamber for their efforts next time, they'd be welcome to get in touch. So just a little roast uh, towards Sony and Microsoft for not including a chicken chamber in any of their consoles. A roaster also like a genuine addition because this sounds, this is not even a goof. Brilliant. I love this. I, I, like a, a KFC themed console is wild enough. But to add a, a, ch a chicken chamber, just the, just like the way that that rolls off your tongue, chicken chamber, to heat up your chicken, specific, not any other food, specifically KFC chicken, when you're eating during your gaming sesh. Mm, PlayStation? Old. Xbox? Done. <laughs> this is the new generation, and I think every other gaming console switch <laughs> we gotta introduce like a, a a switch with like a huge back container attached to it i know the whole thing about the switch is it's supposed to be portable but maybe you can make the chicken portable this introduces so many uh, new possibilities yeah can you imagine if they have like other components for like dipping your sauces or like you could keep your like drinks cool or something basically like a mini mini fridge but you could also play games on it that'd be insane Chantel, you've won my heart. <laughs> You're a genius. You're a genius, and you should inherit the company of KFC. Because you deserve to have your ideas made. <laughs> I'll let them know my ideas. Now, just before we get into the actual movie, I got one more, one more surprise for y'all. I don't know if you knew about this either, but KFC, I think uh, four years ago in, in 2017 had a limited edition for Mother's Day. They released a novella, which is about 96 pages. And if you thought the title to this movie was good, 
The title to this novella is Tender Wings of Desire. The play on words, the sensual nature. I cannot imagine a better name. I, everything you say, Amy, every, every uh, supple word you add on to this uh, conversation, just, I, I mean, KF, no one does it. No one is doing it like KFC with their marketing. I don't know how to describe the cover of, of this brilliant masterpiece, dare I say? Because on the cover, again, right, this is one of those things where, where the colonel is sexified. <laughs> they really made an effort to make him like super sexy. Also, I did not read the novella, but I did read some Goodreads reviews, and people were very disappointed because um, there was no X-rated material in this. So, so we don't get the colonel's big old chicken chamber. We we don't see none of that. We don't we don't see his his big old chicken tool. We don't see any of that. Um, so, if that's what you're hoping for, I'm very sorry to say that there is no Colonel Ding Dong in this. It's it's just um, a not PG, but like <laughs> there's there's no X-rated material in this, unfortunately. To be I, fair, though, it, it it does say that this novella was published to celebrate Mother's Day, and I think that maybe I don't know if uh, I know is it about him and his mom because I don't know if that would uh, work so well. Defo, not about his mom. Okay, so let me <laughs> read you uh, something from a Business Insider uh, article, and I'll, I'll post all of these articles on our Twitter later. But uh, KFC published its first romance novella starring none other than Colonel Sanders. We know that. We love that. Um, to celebrate Mother's Day, the chicken chain's best-selling day of the year. Interesting to know. Uh, KFC published Tender Wings of Desire, a novella following the love affair between Lady Madeline Parker and Colonel Harlan Sanders. Now, I think this book is still available on Amazon if you have a Kindle or or maybe as an audiobook. No, probably not. But it's on Amazon if you want to read Tender Wings of Desire. But again, the people on Goodreads, the good people of Goodreads, were very disappointed, um, but a lot of them said they did crave chicken after, so I think it worked. I gotta say, looking at the book illustration, I love that the lady is holding a tender, and like, like, like Ashley said, I think they're really going for that kind of like sultry rebranding, because you know I can totally imagine her just like lovingly like. <laughs> Like stroking the chicken wing on his face. And you know what they're missing? They're missing like an ASMR opportunity here. You know what I mean? Oh my god, a KFC mukbang? <gasps> they are yeah. missing the YouTube market. They need to get on that. I'm just saying. If you guys, if anyone from KFC is listening, you guys should do ASMR. I mean, the opportunity is right there. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, we'll post this picture later on our Twitter also, but just to describe it, it has a Colonel Sanders who is like 10 years younger than he is on the popcorn chicken bucket or whatever. Um, so not very much younger. And he's, he's wearing this stripper outfit. It's a sleeveless shirt with his little signature brand bow tie kind of thing. And also he has a, a handkerchief in his pocket and he's holding bridal style this woman who, as Chantal mentioned, is holding a piece of chicken in her hand. It is quite funny, though, that um, for a lot of the KFC romance genre things that we're familiar with, like this movie or the video game, they kind of aged down Colonel Sanders a little bit just to uh, have a little bit more of a... Uh, that sex appeal or whatever. This novella, it does look like just an old man head on a stripper body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They didn't do much changing. Um, this is for Mother's Day. So maybe the mothers want like 
an older man, you know? This is very true. This is true. I did, I mean, this. it's an interesting thing because the woman that he's holding looks like a mom. <laughs> so at first I did think that that was, well, I guess it couldn't be his mother because she does look quite young. But, um, I mean, it's a, it's a choice. She's wearing a, a mom cardigan. She has a, a mom purse with a little a little thing on it. Um, it's very and they're they're standing by the ocean. It's all very romantic. Oh my god, I didn't even notice there's like a castle in the background. Oh so romantic. Now there is one more thing that I wanted to talk about in terms of KFC's marketing, and it does relate back to this movie. Because as always, we have a drink and a drinking game to go along with each movie. And today, the drink was very hard to choose. Because I've learned that KFC has not one, not two, but three recipes that they have created for drinks. And you might be thinking, oh, what makes some KFC recipes? Do they go, do they go great with their chicken? Yes, and you want to know why? Because each of these recipes has gravy in it. Just to clarify, this is a, like, cocktail drink, yes? This is a partay drink that you're supposed to drink by itself into your gullet hole. And it has gravy? Yes. Now another article, this one from thespiritsbusiness.com, says the range is said to capitalize on the growing trend for stocktails. So stock-based cocktails. Now there are three cocktail recipes formulated with KFC's gravy, and they are the Gravy Mary, which is made with vodka, the Finger Lickin' Sour, which is made with Mezcal, and the Southern Twist, which is made with bourbon. I'm just going to read the, uh, for this episode, we're going to go with the Southern Twist because it sounds perhaps the least gross of them all, and also it has the least amount of ingredients to read. So for the Southern Twist, you're going to need 50 milliliters of Kentucky bourbon, 60 of fresh, hot KFC gravy, two grinds of black pepper, two teaspoons granulated brown sugar, four teaspoons of dried parsley, and to garnish, parsley and a brown sugar rim. So what you do is you chop up the parsley, mix it with the brown sugar in a bowl, Cut the lemon, coat the rim of the glass, dip the rim into the chopped parsley and brown sugar mixture, add ice cubes and Kentucky bourbon, and finally, pour that KFC gravy into the glass and give it a mix. Well, do we have to do that? I mean, I think one day we will have to uh, try this drink for ourselves, or if you're listening to this, you'll have to make it and tell us what you think, because to me... That sounds like just alcoholic gravy rather than a, a KFC. I mean, he's putting like spices in, uh, like you would, I don't know, chicken. Like he putting gravy, he putting in parsley, probably some rosemary tasting, and then just a little bit of bourbon. That to me, that just sounds like gravy you can uh, get a little uh, spark from. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, they could, you know, I feel like there's two ways that you they could do this. They could have either even more um, scrumptious drink where they add maybe, like, a raw egg, because people do that, and chicken. Or you can just forego the drink part and just, like, cook the gravy but add alcohol in it. Chantel is on to something, because in the Finger Lickin' Sour, there is an egg white that you include in the drink. And that one has, you know, things like um, a pinch of salt, a pinch of pepper, you know, orange marmalade, cherry liqueur, a lot of things that don't sound good together, but there is an egg in that one. Um, the Gravy Mary has vodka of the uh, the gravy, and then it has just a lot of, of, of spices. It's got pepper, celery salt, paprika, uh, horseradish cream, horseradish cream, 
never heard of that. Um, so you can look up uh, these drinks on your own. We're just going to stick with the Southern twist. We're not going to drink it ourselves, of course. But that's I think that's the one out of the three that I would recommend the most. Well, thank you very much for that, Amy. That sounds nasty as hell. <laughs> but to go along with that... We have, a, as always, we have a little bit of a drinking game for you. Now, as we said, this quote-unquote movie, mini-movie, is only about 15 minutes long. So, I only have one point. Because I feel like if you drink that much <laughs> during this movie, like if you drink so much for all the little things that are going to happen in this movie, you will not get a break. I don't know how many points you have. The only one that I have is when someone gets knocked out. And I'm going to leave it there so that you don't get uh, overwhelmed. <laughs> I would say anytime the camera lingers on in overreaction or a close-up on a character's face. But that might take someone out too. That's good. I have two. Um, every time they mention the secret recipe, you know we got to do it to them. And every time they kiss, which I think there's only like three kisses. So... If you just do that one, you'll be okay. But the secret recipe one, like, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> so you can uh, pick your favorites from those, or if you're uh, real crazy, you can drink from all of them. In the meantime, though, we are going to break down this movie scene by scene, tell you what happens, and I think we're just going to get into it. So this movie starts off with a family at Christmas time. We've got our main character, Jessica. We've got her mom, her boyfriend, one of her friends, and they're all having a, a good time at Christmas dinner. But uh, things start to get a little awkward when Jessica's boyfriend proposes to her and she says no, because she is like straight up not into him, like at all, <laughs> for someone who's dating him. Yeah, then she runs out of the room um, the next day, her mom confronts her. By the way, all of this is happening in this huge KFC mansion. <laughs> um, so we get the, get the feeling that they're like uber rich uh, people. So the next day, Jessica's mom talks to her and she's like, Jessica, you have to marry Billy because we're in a lot of debt. And marrying Billy because his family is rich is the only way to get out of that debt. Instead of, you know, like, selling their huge-ass mansion or, like, their expensive china, she has to marry Billy. Yeah, and to uh, add on to that point, in the next scene we meet the new chef of the house, which is, you guessed it, Colonel Sanders. Um, of course, he's a very young, macho, sexy Colonel Sanders, played by, I believe, Mario Lopez, <laughs> with just, like, you know, when you were young and, uh... You would you would have Halloween, right? And you'd go to the Halloween store and you'd want to be like uh, the Joker or something. And you'd go through the aisles and you'd pick out one of those spray-on hair colors. He's got like a white spray-on hair color to make him look older. And of course, him and Jessica hit it off immediately. They're like super into each other. But the mom... Here's the thing, right, is because the mom wants Jessica to marry Billy, who's her kind of shitty fiancé, so that they can inherit his fortune. But she hires, the whole thing about Colonel Sanders is he's like this super world-renowned great chef, and she hired him on not just to be their personal chef in their giant mansion, but she's paying him to stay and live with them as well. So I feel like there's some, maybe just like there's some expenses that could be cut if you're having money problems. Yeah, they could sell the house and keep the chef um, because of his world-renowned signature chicken recipe. Also, back to what you were saying about making him look old-ish. Like, it's weird because he's the only one, Colonel Sanders is the only one who looks like he's in some party city kind of get up like all of the other characters look great but he's just like got this weird tint in his beard and he's just got like the 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 spray on hair and I feel like if they wanted to get that old Colonel Sanders in there right they could have had like old old 
you know, cover of Tender Wings of Desire old Colonel Sanders telling his flashback, like telling his origin story through a flashback. So you still look at that signature Colonel look, but we don't have to make Mario Lopez look like like he's on, you know, Halloween night. And I have to say, Amy, I love that idea of like the flashbacks of his youth. And maybe you can get like a quick montage of him like learning like the skills he needs to, you know, make his secret recipe. And I was just thinking, and I'm like, they totally missed a joke on, like, his salt and pepper hair. Chantel, everything you say is genius. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's so good. Speaking of jokes that they missed, I'm so disappointed. Not once in this 15-minute movie did someone tauntingly say, What are you, chicken? Oh my god, I can't believe they missed that. We do get some good lines, though, that um, I'm gonna have to go over it um, after we finish the breakdown. But there are some choice one-liners. So, as we said, Colonel Sanders and Jessica are getting, like, kind of close. Of course, this movie's only 15 minutes long, so we can't spend that much time getting to know them. But... You know, she offers him a tour of the property. They get to talking about their backstories. She complains about her shitty fiance. (laughs) And he tells her about his world-renowned secret chicken recipe that he wants to change the world with. And Jessica is so enthralled with this that later that day she calls her friend uh, that she's been talking with throughout this movie to tell him that she's now falling for Harland. She doesn't want to be with her fiancé anymore. She wants to be with Harland Sanders. But unfortunately, her mom overhears this conversation. And she goes to meet with Jessica's fiancé to form a plan about how to break up her and Colonel Sanders. Oh, and also, just by the way, so... The mom and the fiancé, or, like, non-fiancé, because she said no to him, um, meet up. And there's a little bit of, you know, tension between them. And then, just fully outright, we we uh, find out that they're having an affair, which is very strange. <laughs> because, so the mom, like, got with the boyfriend. And then she's like, oh, by the way, you have to marry Jessica. So I can keep boinking you while you're married to my daughter which is like also the whole thing the whole reason why she wants jessica to marry this dude is because they're having money problems so if she's already in it with the fiance why doesn't she marry him yeah because i don't think jessica's dad is in the picture we never like hear anything about him so like fully jessica is not into this dude why doesn't the mom just like get him (laughs) you gotta create that tension you know that like aura of Paris and like money problems and like sexy men with like bad white hair for some reason so unfortunately though for the mom while she is making her little evil schemes with the fiance Jessica's friend happens to be close by and overhears everything that they're saying. So she knows that the two of them have been getting together. She knows the two of them are trying to break up Jessica and Harland. So the friend runs over to Jessica's house. He's like, I'm going to tell her exactly what's happening. But the mom is not about to let that happen. So she (laughs) knocks him out with like a broom handle or something and drags him away and kidnaps him. And this movie starts to turn into something that it wasn't in the beginning. This movie starts off as, like, a nice, happy, like, romantic uh, Christmas, Valentine's Day movie. And ends as, like, a Jack Ryan Mission Impossible (laughs) kidnapping story. So the fiancé and the mom now have their plan going in action. The mom has knocked out this meddling friend and the fiancé goes snooping in the kitchen to try to find this secret recipe that Colonel Sanders has, which he does find. However, I took a screenshot of it that um, I'm a little confused by 
because it, he was like, I found this secret recipe. I can finally take him down. But what it says on this little slip of paper <laughs> that supposedly holds the recipe, right at the top, it says, secret recipe, underlined. So you know that it's, you know, a secret. <laughs> and then, like, it doesn't say anything. It's got, like, bullet points, right? And it says, two spices, seven herbs, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> it's got another bullet point. Too much or too little? Question mark. <laughs> and then it's got probably the most telling part of this uh, secret recipe. It's got um, a drawing of a chicken wing. <laughs> a draw, like a line, a, a very not well done line drawing of a chicken wing. And that is the secret recipe. That is the whole secret recipe. And the fiance's like, got it. <laughs> We're taking them down. <laughs> I like the idea of like whoever telling whichever intern to be like, you know, just like write whatever you want for the secret recipe. And they're like, I got you. Herbs, chicken. That's it. That's the secret recipe. <laughs> I like how they also tried to um, make it look very kind of uh, Indiana Jones, like a secret artifact that they like did the tea leaves thing and they tried to yellow it and make it look all uh, mysterious. <laughs> it's just a piece of paper that's like salt or no. <laughs> but before the fiance can do much about it, Colonel Sanders bursts in and the fiance now confronts Colonel Sanders and puts the, the next part of their plan in the motion where he lies to Colonel Sanders saying that Jessica has said yes to his proposal so that he and Jessica are now on set to be married and also that Jessica spilled the beans to him about the secret recipe and that's how he found it which first of all when Colonel Sanders and Jessica were talking like I don't think he said anything about it being a secret but that's fine. <laughs> so he's obviously super mad. He's like, oh my god, the girl I'm falling for betrayed me. She's now, like, engaged to this other dude. So he's mad at Jess now. Um, you know, because this is a 15-minute movie, the air gets cleared immediately. <laughs> he goes up to Jessica. He's like, I can't believe you're going to marry him. And she's like, I'm not. And he's like, okay, cool. And they kiss. <laughs> So then she goes to her mom. She tells her mom that she loves Harland, not Billy. But then the mom reveals that Harland, quote unquote, left in the middle of the night and none of his stuff is here anymore. So Jessica's like super upset about this. She goes for a walk in the garden and in like some fucking shed or something, she hears screaming or like muffled sounds coming from inside. And she's like, what could that be? And, you know, she's got to investigate. So she opens the door, and inside, there's Harland, all tied up, tied to a chair. He's got a, a big piece of tape over, covering, thankfully, covering his mustache. So Jessica is um, trying to free him, whatever. Then Billy walks out of the shadows, and he's he's holding a knife the way that they hold the knives in horror movies, which I don't think is the best way to go about that but he's holding a knife like uh like he's gonna kill harland and then the mom comes in jessica's like mom stop billy because he's gonna kill harland and the mom's just like yeah do it uh kill him <laughs> so then the mom and the fiance are like trying to kill uh harland who's tied up to a chair not much he can do about it jessica of course is doing everything that she can to stop the mom and the fiancé from killing him. And by everything she can, I mean yelling, no, don't do that. And that is all. Thankfully, though, the friend uh, wakes up just in time and knocks out the fiancé and the mom so that Jessica can finally be useful and untie Colonel Sanders. So then um, she rips the tape off of Harlan's mouth. None of his fake beard hairs come out. And then we get, you know, a cut to one year later. Harland and Jessica are getting married. Jessica's friend is officiating the wedding. And we and then we see the mom 
in a hospital and Billy and the mom at this point for some reason both have gray hair when they didn't before so so Billy comes to visit her and he sits down on the bench next to her and he's like I found him and he takes his chicken drumstick out of his pocket or whatever and he takes a big bite and that's it that's the movie folks an amazing romantic tale (laughs) that's the end of this movie now we're gonna get into our thoughts on it which we have I believe many. <laughs> Chantel, you're the one who brought this movie to our attention. What did you think of it? I thought it was fun. It was campy. Um, I loved how it was shot like a commercial. So it felt like I was watching a 15-minute long commercial. I think my biggest like question or mystery is the mom's name. Like, I don't know if you guys were watching this with subtitles, but her mom's name is Bunny. And I f- at first I thought it was Bonnie, but they, I think at some point the fiancé um, said he calls her, like, Bunster or something. And I was just wondering, like, like what symbolism, what metaphor could that possibly mean for the mother's name to be Bunny? That is true, because it has no significance to the KFC brand if her name was, you know, Chicky <laughs> or something like that. That would have made more sense. Bunny, it, it throws us off the trail. It's it's not what we expect, just like her character's not what we expect. Oh, very nice. Also, I love how at the end it, like, leaves it open for a sequel, I think. <laughs> Because like we said, at the end, the mom's in the psychiatric hospital and the fiancé comes and he's like, I found them. So if this mini movie had a sequel, I mean, first of all, he's like, I found them and he takes a bite of the chicken. So I think that implies that Colonel Sanders has established the KFC brand. He started making his chicken, in which case. I don't know how hard it would be to have found them if there is just KFCs everywhere. It seems like that's not a very impressive feat, regardless. The next movie, right, could be the two of them trying to take down the KFC empire? I could see, like, both the mom and Randall, like, in crazy costumes. You know, like, when they try to, like, pretend to be other people, but you know it's, like, the same characters? And then it's like, oh my god, I didn't know you were my mom. Why are you trying to kill us? I can see that happening. That's so good. (laughs) I looked it up. Unfortunately, we have no news yet if there's going to be a sequel. But maybe we just got to wait until next Christmas. This was released around Christmas time. So they have, you know, a whole year to um, think of another idea. Maybe they can listen to our podcast and use our ideas. But for now, no news, unfortunately. Also, in the credits, there are, for this 15-minute movie, uh, three writers and three directors. (laughs) Which I think is, is is really funny. They needed a whole team of people to get that KFC brand right. You know? They needed a whole team of writers for... Uh, can I share with you two? I have two lines that I think are just... I mean, when I say chef's kiss, I mean Colonel Sanders' chef's kiss. <laughs> The first one is when Jessica is talking to Colonel Sanders and the fiancé comes by and he's like super jealous. So he says to Colonel Sanders, he's like, beat it, crouton. (laughs) And then when Jessica leaves, Colonel Sanders turns to him all like super intimidating with his like muscles bulging out of his chef's uniform. And he's like, don't call me crouton. Oh, and then I think my other favorite line is when the fiancé finds the secret recipe in the kitchen, and he's, like, staring at this little piece of paper, and he's like, Secrets out, chicken man. <laughs> oh, classic. That classic KFC dialogue. I mean, beat it, Crouton. How can you top that? Um, if they do make a sequel... I'm so hoping it's the same team of writers slash directors. 
You gotta keep it consistent, you know? <laughs> yeah. Do either of you have any other final thoughts uh, on the movie? I kind of wish. You know what? With the missed opportunity, they should have had, like, the karaoke song in the movie. Yeah. Right. You're so, so right, Chantel. You should have been one of the writers, directors on this movie. They should have had the karaoke. Yes. Oh, my gosh. They could have had four (laughs) writers and directors. (laughs) They would have had a chance to promote their own uh, EP, KFC EP. (laughs) Actually, it's funny that you say that, Chantel, because this season we're changing things up a bit. We have a new segment that we've added on to each episode, which is what we would change about the movie. So I'm I'm glad that you said that because that is something that we could add in. Actually, let's let's go into that segment right now of things that we think they could have improved, because we're trying to be a little bit more constructive in our criticism. Things that we think they could have changed, I agree. They should have had their KFC brand karaoke songs. <laughs> you know what I would have liked is, you know that that scene in Wayne's World where it's just like a bunch of advertisements one after another. So they'll just be having like a a regular conversation and then Mike Myers will like take out this Pizza Hut pizza and he'll open the box and be like, yeah, it's a good thing you said that while I'm eating my hot and fresh Pizza Hut pizza. And then, (laughs) and then, you know, he'll be talking to Garth and Garth will be like, oh yeah, um, it's almost as good as my new diet pepsi in this great new can whatever i think they should have had like some shameless kfc promos not just for their their chicken but for their console for their as Chantel said their karaoke album dare i say they should have you know the the mom could have been reading that steamy kfc romance book Jessica runs into Colonel Sanders. She's like, oh my gosh, you're so handsome, new chef. He looks down at his feet. She looks down too. What's that? It's the KFC chicken crocs. (laughs) (laughs) See, there's so many ways they could have gone with this. So many promotions inside this. A turducken of promotions for KFC. Now, uh, this is a less uh, jokey criticism that I have, but... I think it's just because this was a mini movie, right? So it was like very, very short. Because of that, it went by just so fast. Like this movie moved so fast. I was like frantically trying to type out my notes while watching this movie. I felt like that Nicki Minaj song. It's like, I'm gonna put it in a dungeon under. I'm moving the speed of light trying to get all these notes down. So I think that if they had made this movie like a regular movie length, like it doesn't even have to be that long, just like an hour or something, they could have spaced it out a lot better. They would have had more time to develop the relationship, the characters, the evil plan going on, the James Bond-esque evil twist at the end. (laughs) And also that they could focus more on the recipe aspect of it would be interesting. Instead of just saying, I have this secret recipe, and then the fiancé being like, I got your secret recipe, and then kidnapping him or whatever. They could, like, he could spend time on developing the secret recipe, trying different things out, maybe trying to build his own brand, but, oh, he's failing and he's got to keep trying. Uh, Have him as a struggling businessman. (laughs) That sounds beautiful and i would absolutely watch that especially if they had like more i guess character development and they could totally put like all their branding stuff there like i could see maybe um the best friend playing on the console and then maybe like jessica is like reading the the novel but like it's not like it's colonel sanders but it's not colonel sanders so she's like, oh my god, I'm like falling for this man. And it's like the exact same guy on the novel. They could have gone there. Okay, they're gonna hire you after this episode. I, I could already tell. But yeah, I think this could have been like fully a two-hour movie or at least an hour and a half long movie. Because uh, the way that they did it, they kind of switch really fast between the two genres that they're trying to infuse here. They have the cheesy romance going on. But they also have this darker murder mystery 
kind of knives out thing going on in, in the huge mansion. Um, so I think taking more time to like develop both of those storylines and not have them like jump so suddenly from one to the other, I think that would have been good too. And you know what? If it was like an hour, two hours, I would have watched it. Because guess what, guys? This movie was so captivating. It was 15 minutes and I was in it the whole time. I remember when I first saw like um, an article about it, I think before it was released, I thought it was going to be like an hour. I, like, I thought it was going to be a normal movie. So when um, Amy like sent me the link, I was actually kind of disappointed that it was only 15 minutes. Like I was really ready for like a full hour at least of this. So I need them to make it now. And they have to get me on the team. Just saying. Of course, of course. <laughs> so now that we've gone over our thoughts on the movie, let's see what the internet thought of this movie. We have some IMDb reviews and some letterbox reviews that we're going to read to you right now. So we have four IMDb reviews for you. The first one is by user... Kolololololo? <laughs> Who gave it a 10 out of 10? And their tagline is legend? Wait for it. Dairy. Legendary. We love that How I Met Your Mother reference. <laughs> this movie is the absolute epitome of perfection. And I will be watching it every single Christmas. Or at least until they release a finger-licking sequel. Perhaps... We will soon find a McDonald's film starring Joaquin Phoenix as Ronald McDonald. <gasps> Wait a minute. This opens so many doors. Can you imagine a Burger King movie with just that, you know, creepy dude with the crown on it? Well, I don't think Burger King would be as uh, appealing as this movie. Their mascot's a little terrifying. <laughs> but <laughs> a whole cinematic universe of uh, fast food brands i was just gonna mention that it would be like this very dark and edgy like fast food marvel like and maybe they can have like crossovers like dc or stuff like that the sequel to this movie could be the mom and the fiance they get their uh little villain get-ups <gasps> who is it it's ronald mcdonald and wendy and they're trying to take down kfc with their new villain alter egos <laughs> the new suicide squad like all the villains banding together to take down uh mr sanders himself Chantel, do you want to get the next imdb review sure so the next one is a 10 out of 10 and their title for that is good uh written by samuel zadov and his review is very simple very to the point and it says bad acting Bad plot, bad directing, a little something for everyone. 10 out of 10. The third is by user Kendra-Prussian, who gave it an 8 out of 10. And their tagline is, it's fun if you don't take it too seriously. As our saga begins, we are greeted with a dinner scene containing aggressive caucasity, caucasity, <laughs> some fried chicken, and a failed proposal. The plotline goes from here as our unhappy, rich, white characters go on complaining about all aspects of their lives, except one. The dinner was awful, and yet the chicken was amazing. This brings our viewer to meet the protagonist, the new chef, Colonel Sanders. The audience needs no explanation of military rank or how he ended up working for these people. And we don't care. The colonel's, the colonel's bulging biceps under a shirt that is simultaneously perfect and one size too small grab the attention of both the viewer and our unhappy gringa leading lady. <laughs> there is some plot between a bitter boyfriend and a conniving mother, wherein the acting leaves the audience speechless and confused as we clutch our pearls in anticipation of where this movie could possibly be going. Overall, the best acting came from the colonel's salt and pepper hair, which, <laughs> which seems to almost levitate above the head of Mario Lopez. The movie was both too much and not enough, since it left me wanting more. A perfect analogy to what it's like to eat at KFC. <laughs> Wow, that was the perfect 
review. Also, oh my god, I can't believe, at least I didn't notice, that they... (laughs) He is Colonel Sanders. He is a colonel. We need more about his military backstory. Oh my god. So, like, chicken are his tools. (laughs) (laughs) He shows up to the first day of war camp. (laughs) He's the, the commanding officer. is like, here's your gun. Here's your uniform. Here's your chicken. Use it well. (laughs) (laughs) He barely got out of there alive, if not for the chicken bone he used to stab someone. (laughs) So the last one is by Movie Tim 14, uh, 10 out of 10, titled Pure Cinema in Capitals. So he says, look, it's obvious that KFC isn't going to get by on the quality of its food alone. So Colonel Sanders used the last vestige of his power to create what is, in no exaggeration, the crowning achievement that cinema has been building up for over a hundred years. Contained within this 16-minute masterpiece is the sweeping romance of Titanic, the suspense of the silence of the lambs, and the action of Die Hard, all distilled into their purest forms. I laugh. I cried. I was moved. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to get a bucket of finger-licking good Kentucky Fried Chicken. No, but I really did laugh a lot. And that's the review. Wow, these reviews are so good. They articulate our thoughts so well. Now just wait for the letterboxed reviews, because we got three here today. The first one is by Olivia Strawberry Emoji. (laughs) who gave it half a star out of five, and Olivia says, This is why I'm vegan. (laughs) (laughs) The the second review is by Hannah, who didn't give it a star rating, but Hannah says, Why does the KFC origin story have to be seductive in the first place? Uh, The last review, and... Possibly my favorite ever is by Drew Clanton, who gave it five out of five stars. And Drew said, if there isn't a sex scene where Colonel Sanders is eating pussy for a solid hour before coming up for air and saying, that's finger licking good, then honestly, what's the fucking point? (laughs) There wasn't. (laughs) Oh my God! <laughs> oh, I think we such should... a missed opportunity. Yeah, I think we need to bring on a fifth writer-director here. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Clanton, the job is yours. So now we know what the internet thought about this movie. Now it's time to give our own ratings to this little mini-movie. We rate all the movies that we watch here on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being so bad I could barely finish it, and 10 being not that bad for a bad movie. Chantel, you're our esteemed guest today. You brought this movie to our attention. You've literally written the sequel with your own uh, (laughs) eloquent words today. What would you give this movie out of 10? Honestly, I would give it a 10 out of 10. I think this was exactly the movie that we need right now. Um, I think it captured the romance, the seduction, the mystery, the action, all in a uh, a finger-licking good 15 minutes. And I couldn't ask for more. That is such a sweet review, and I agree wholeheartedly. I think I'm going to give it a 9. And the only... I. And I cannot stress enough, the only reason I'm deducting one point is because it's only 16 minutes long and I wanted it to be a two-hour-long movie. And I think if it was a full-length feature film, it would have gotten that extra point from me. (laughs) Guys, we are all on the same page here. I think I'm going to give it a nine as well. And same reason as Ashley, Uh, it was a little short. I did, I mean, the cinematography and the music, even though it wasn't, kfc karaoke music it was really good it it had that murder mystery uh air that i like and the acting the way they delivered those lines without laughing incredible and by the way just for reference 
Uh, IMDb talking out of their ass here gave it a 4.6 out of 10. Interesting, IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 75%, a little better. Um, the audience gave it a 67%. So I guess no one except us has recognized the cultural impact of this movie, the um, outstanding visuals, the music, the branding and marketing. It's all... It's, it's, it's all 10 out of 10, except for the fact that it was a little short. You could say that none of those reviewers had taste. <laughs> they, didn't have, they didn't have enough tools to comprehend the movie. <laughs> they didn't have that chicken leg in their tool belt. <laughs> if anybody listening has seen A Recipe for Seduction and you have thoughts on the movie, or you have any other fun movies to recommend to us for Season 3, our fun season, you can uh, tell us on Twitter or Letterboxd. We're at BMS Podcast on both. Or you can shoot us an email at badmoviesundaypodcast at gmail.com. And just want to say a big thank you to, first of all, uh, I want to say a big thank you to Kevin McLeod for providing our theme song for season three the song is riptide and you can find it on his website in competech.filmmusic.io and another big thank you to Chantel for being here today and for telling us about this movie i'm so happy to be here and i was so happy to be able to talk about this movie with you guys it was everything i was looking forward to and i can't wait for a sequel if they make one which they should yeah, I can't wait for you to write that sequel and direct it. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. And I'm Chantel. We have been Bad Movie Sunday. Have a very happy uh, Valentine's Day, or I hope you had a good Valentine's Day, depending on when this comes out. And we will see you next, next week. <laughs>